Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to morning worship. Uh, I hope that you're joining this morning is a bit more straightforward than it was last Sunday morning, but it's great to see everyone, including members of friends and family again from around the country and around the world. You are all very welcome. Our service this morning will be led by our minister, Katrina, and other familiar voices from our congregation, including Adi and Moji, Lena, Ken and Barbara, Sylvia, Elaine, Paul, Talash, Ian and Jeff. Um, I hope you managed either to print the order of service or maybe you have it on another device so that you can follow along and sing with us as we sing our hymns. Just wanted to say thank you again to everyone who has been able to make a donation to our Christian Aid Appeal. Um, it's really been a, a tremendous effort this year. If you still haven't got around to it, our Just Giving page will stay open till next Sunday. So you've got this week if you still want to get in there and make your contribution. As you know, there are no evening services just now, but let me remind you again about the Baptist Union of Scotland uh, prayer broadcast, which happens every Sunday evening at 7pm. And it's on Facebook Live, so that's facebook.com forward slash Scottish Baptist forward slash live. Next Sunday morning, we will gather again for worship at 11 a.m. But as always, please remember, if you need anything in this coming week, I have lots of volunteers ready to do essential shopping or collect prescriptions. So all you have to do is let me know. These are all our notices. Thank you, Anne, and welcome from me as well. Very short call to worship this morning, some words from the letter, first letter to the church at Thessalonica. Be joyful always, pray at all times, be thankful in all circumstances. This is what God wants from you in your life in union with Christ Jesus. None of those is especially easy, especially at a time like this. But today we're going to think about praying at all times and we're going to sing our opening hymn, How Pleased and Blessed Was I.
So we're going to join together now in prayer. I'm going to lead us in a prayer and then just for a little bit of a change this week we're going to hear the Lord's Prayer twice and neither time in English because it doesn't need to be in English but those of us for whom English is a first language or the natural language can use that to pray along with our mics muted and of course if a different language for any of these is your language feel free to pray that way too. So let's pray together. Loving God, scripture tells us that we should pray at all times, which sounds easy enough, but then real life gets in the way. Sunday school teachers, youth workers and ministers give us mnemonics based around words like stop or teaspoon or joy or ASAP or push. Well, that doesn't really help us very much. Mystics tell us that prayer is like breathing, becoming aware of your presence around us and within us, aligning ourselves with your being. Preachers tell us that prayer is a conversation in which we talk to you and listen for you, bring our praises, make our confessions, and ask for your aid or your blessing. There are books and books full of beautiful prayers. Sometimes these can help us express our deepest emotions, fears, regrets, and longings. And sometimes the very same words can feel dry and empty. It's hard really hard this praying at all times thing. Pray in the day and in the night. Pray when you're happy and pray when you're sad. Pray when you know what to say and pray when you haven't the first idea how to form the words. And so, God, we thank you that you inspired the followers of Jesus to ask him about prayer. And we thank you, Jesus, the Christ of God, that you answered their question with a pattern to guide them. And we thank you, God's spirit wisdom, that you inspired people to remember and record that prayer, to translate it into different languages and to keep on praying it over and over through time. So hear us now as we share in languages we know and languages we do not know, these beautiful, powerful words of Jesus. Baba wa
Tėvė mūsų, kuris esi danguje, tiesi išventas tavo vardas, te atėnė tavo karalystė, tiesi tavo vale, kaip danguje, taip ir žemėje. Kasdienės mūsų duonos duok mums šiandien ir atleisk mums mūsų kaltes, kaip ir mes atleidžiame savo kaltininkams. Ir nevesk mūsų į pagundą, bet gelbėk mus nuo pikto, nes tavo yra karalystė, galybė ir garbė per amžius. Amen. Psalm 8 O Lord our God, your greatness is seen in all the world. Your praise reaches up to the heavens. It is sung by children and babies. When I look at the sky which you have made, at the moon and the stars which you set in their place, what are human beings that you think of them, mere mortals that you care for them? Yet you made them inferior only to yourself. You crowned them with glory and honor. You appointed them rulers over everything you made. You placed them over all creation. O Lord, our Lord. Your greatness is seen in all the world. John 17. Jesus prayed to God and said, Father, the hour has come. Give glory to your son, so that the son may give glory to you. For you gave him authority over all people, so that he might give eternal life to all those you gave him. And eternal life means to know you, the only true God, and to know Jesus Christ, whom you sent. Amen. 
I have shown your glory on earth. I have finished the work you gave me to do. Father, give me glory in your presence now. The same glory I have with you before the world was made. I have made you known to those you gave me out of the world. They have obeyed your word, and now they know that everything you gave me comes from you. I pray for them, for, the, for they belong to you. Holy Father, keep them safe by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one just as you and I are one. I don't ask you to take them out of the world, but I do ask you to keep them safe from evil. Dedicate them to yourself by means of the truth. Your word is truth. I send them into the world just as you sent me into the world. And for their sake, I dedicate myself to you. In order that they too may be truly dedicated to you. I pray not only for them, but also for those who believe in me because of their message. I pray that they may all be one. Father, may they be in us, just as you are in me, and I am in you. May they be one, so that the world will believe that you sent me, and that you love them as you love me. scriptures give us two examples of Jesus praying. In Matthew and in Luke we get slightly different versions of what we call the Lord's Prayer and in the Gospel of John we have what is sometimes referred to as the high priestly prayer prayed by Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and we heard part of that very long prayer today. Each of those prayers emphasises bringing ourselves and bringing others to God in our prayers, whether that's for daily needs to be met 
whether it's forgiveness for the things that we or others have done wrong or to upset us or to offend us, or whether it's for God's accompaniment and protection during difficult times. And of course, these are familiar prayers. We know these things. But gosh, sometimes it's hard to ground that in our, our daily practice, isn't it? We know prayer is really important. However inadequately we feel we do it. And goodness, I often feel I'm pretty rubbish at doing it. So it's just a general thing. Most people who believe in God find prayer much more difficult than we often like to admit. And we hear that injunction, don't we? Pray without ceasing. Pray at all times. Or if I'm allowed to be just a teeny weeny bit flippant, keep the faith and carry on praying. We know that we don't need to bring God a long list of everything. Um, I well remember once hearing, there was a minister in fact, saying we pray for the family of Auntie Flo who died last week and whose funeral is on Tuesday at three o'clock at such and such a crematorium. We don't need to say that in our prayers because God knows. And sometimes we kind of forget and we think we're giving the notices that we've forgotten to give out. Um, God knows better than we do the needs of Auntie Flo's family and of every person on the earth. And yet... Sometimes we think, do you know what, God, maybe you need a bit of a reminder. Have you forgotten? Are you asleep? Are you listening? Because sometimes it feels as if our prayers just go to the ceiling and stop. Sometimes it feels like it's hard work. Sometimes we get frustrated, don't we? We keep praying and we keep praying and nothing seems to happen. So is God saying no? Or is God saying not yet? Which the two things that my Sunday school teachers always told me were their possible answers. Or is God saying, I hear you loud and clear, but do you know what? You can do something about this. You're my hands and feet on earth to do this. We want to pray intelligently. But sometimes it's really difficult. Sometimes if you're anything like me, you kind of drift into the please God bless so and so kind of prayer because you just don't know what to pray. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. Rather than me waffling on for 10, 15 minutes, we're going to hear some different voices of people in our church. A little bit about how the current circumstances are affecting them, maybe how it affects their family, their work or their faith. And in between each of those, we're going to hear the Taze chant, Lord, hear our prayer. And if you want to sing along with that, um, with your mic muted, that's great. And if you just want to listen, that is equally great. And then we will flow through from there on into the intercessory prayer and the end of the service. So as we focus, Lord, hear our prayer.
I work for the Poverty Truth Community, a movement for change led by people experiencing poverty. And I don't know that I have the words to tell you today about how COVID-19 has impacted our work. I could tell you about hunger, about people losing their jobs and their dignity, about death, about debt, about the fear of even more debt when this is all over, about soaring power bills with everyone in the house all day, about trying to keep your children going when you live in such a tiny space and have no garden, about mental health, about addiction, about fear. Or I could tell you about Ali, who's 14. Last week she told me, being a teenager at this time is so hard. I've had to grow up so, so fast. I worry about how my mum and I are gonna make our money last just a little bit longer. About how if I have a bag of crisps now, it means we can't have a jug of milk later. I have such terrible guilty feelings. I'm hungry, but I don't want to eat so much because she's hungry too. I didn't realize how much I'd missed just sitting in the library with my friends, just being quiet and doing our work or giggling over something that happened in maths. We don't have Wi-Fi at home. That's why I went to the library. So now I can't do my schoolwork unless our neighbor lets us piggyback on his Wi-Fi. And it's hard to do it on my phone anyway. The words are so small. I want to do well at school, she says. I'm so scared about falling behind. But there are other words I could tell you too this morning. Laughter, community, surprise, creativity, generosity. And they are also just as true. Ali also told me, everyone on earth has something in common now. Maybe we can all understand each other a bit better. Maybe that's something that can make a real difference to our future. Ali's got much better words than me. I'm so thankful to know her. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. My place of work is a primary school in Shettleston. Uh, although schools sent the majority of pupils home in March, you may well know that uh, many schools, including mine, have remained open for some children and for staff to perform other tasks. Uh, for me, that's meant that I've been in my workplace three days a week which has certainly eased the stresses of being shut in, which I know that a lot of people are facing. What many of my colleagues have been busy doing is using digital platforms as much as possible to set work tasks, putting together packs of paper-based activities, which families have been able to collect from the school, uh, giving some childcare to children of key workers, and some other children in difficult situations. Trying to contact by phone all the families in the school, and trying to contact more regularly 
families we know guests may be struggling. We've sent out a letter from each teacher to children in their class with a coloured bracelet just to let them know that we are thinking of them. And being available on the phone and online to take calls about work or whatever other concerns parents, families have. So we've had a fair amount of contact with our school community um, with uh, some positive results, but leaves us, as you can imagine, as we face the uncertainties of our return in the, in the new term with some concerns. That while many families are coping very well, we know of and we are concerned for many children who don't have access to the internet and have been more isolated from their friends and from the school community. We know of and are concerned for children who have spent many weeks locked in with difficult, chaotic, and even frightening family situations. We know of and are concerned for children who, and families who have been driven to the edge by their children. We know of and are concerned for children who have actually flourished being away from school, whose parents say they're like new children and are now fearing the resumption of classes. And we know of and are concerned for children who become so anxious that they will barely leave their rooms, certainly not the house, maybe even refuse to go into their garden, worried for themselves, for elderly relatives, for their whole families. Lord, hear our prayers. As we all unite during this pandemic, I would like to also remember those facing problems that do not relate to COVID-19. When the locusts descended on northern Kenya in December 2019, many in the capital Nairobi took it as a joke. But as the 200 billion strong swarm began to move south, the gravity of the situation took root. This week, I've been thinking about those who were working to combat the locusts, to save farmers from losing their crops, to stop herders from losing their herds, and to stop the wildlife from starving to death. When the government rolled out measures to address COVID-19 in Kenya, those who were battling the locust invasion had to stay home, and the locusts marched on. With the locusts now in Oman, Yemen, Djibouti, Eritrea, Somalia, Ethiopia, Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania, some of the most food insecure countries in the world are yet again at risk of food insecurity. As some of these governments began to deliver food door to door in an effort to contain and minimize the spread of the coronavirus, it's not clear how long their food stocks will last to feed millions of hungry citizens.
their resources are wearing thin as they confront both the coronavirus and an, and an impending famine. But it's not only Eastern Africa that has been affected by natural calamities. Bangladesh and India are also facing a double crisis, with Cyclone Amafan ravaging parts of their countries and leaving thousands of people destitute. And in the Pacific, Cyclone Harold has left thousands in Vanuatu, homeless and uncertain about the future. It's such a difficult time for so many. O oh Lord, hear our prayer. My work is uh, at the Scottish Baptist College where I'm the principal and uh, our work is to train and teach and educate people for Christian service and Christian ministry in lots of different environments uh, and different contexts. So the the COVID-19 experience has been disruptive uh, and has changed the way that we go about things but uh, it has it's far from true to say that um, it has spoiled things this, this term. Uh, in actual fact, I've been on research leave and sabbatical leave during this term, which in one sense was a, was a good time to be away. Um, but things have been in the safe hands of the, the senior management team, uh, Lena uh, and Graham and Joyce, and they've done a good job in keeping the college going. And for students, it, it's, it's been a change of learning environments. They've been at home, but they've been learning through Zoom, uh, been accessing lectures and seminars and tutorials uh, through Zoom, and uh, have been able to submit all of their work uh, through through electronic means. So, so life has gone on for the college. Um, I was asked to say about how it might have been disruptive and the, the COVID-19 and it has been disruptive for me because part of my sabbatical was meant to be spent in Lebanon uh, visiting the Arab Baptist Theological Seminary there and uh, meeting with the staff and the students and finding out more about their work and creating a link between the two institutions. So it has been a matter of considerable regret for me not being able to go to Lebanon. I was greatly looking forward to that uh, and following the the story of Lebanon in the news over the past few weeks realised that they've actually been suffering quite considerably uh, from economic pressures as well as as health matters. So it would have been good to go there, uh, and that has not been possible. I was also meant to go to uh, to Holland, to Amsterdam, and to meet with the the principal of the the Baptist seminary over in Amsterdam. So plans have been disrupted, and things that were hoped for did not materialise. Uh, but these are, are small issues, really, uh, in the light of the things that many people have lost uh, during this time. I was also meant to to go cycling last weekend in the the Caledonia Etap, so that was uh, that was really disappointing as well. Uh, maybe that's trivial. I don't know. But faith 
has been challenged during this time and it's been a case of trying to find new reservoirs for faith not meeting with others in the usual way and i want to thank god for the the resources and the things that have been available online i've been enjoying following the bible project uh, every week and the the college has been doing things online and um some of us were involved in an alpha project to uh, to create a global forum for people to ask questions about where is God in the uh, the COVID-19 crisis. So that, that has been interesting and, and hopefully significant. But for prayer, maybe if you could remember the students of the college, some who are now wondering whether they should study next year or defer, uh, some who are wondering what is it going to be like to, to leave and to go into context of ministry, what is that, that going to be? Uh, looking like in the future. O oh Lord, hear our prayer. In lockdown life, it is too easy to forget when avoiding the face-masked stranger on the narrow footpath that a smile can travel more than two meters. It is too easy to forget that for many lockdown means locked in, living alone, no outside space, no technology linked to a virtual or outside world waiting for a knock on the door to break the isolation that never comes. In lockdown life, it is too easy to forget that non-COVID illnesses have not been furloughed and that the ill and the vulnerable may be too frightened to seek help or to go to hospital because of what they think they might find there. In lockdown life, it is too easy to forget that masks, gloves, and full PPE stifle human interaction that is an essential part of healing. In lockdown life, it is too easy to forget that the results of a scan or investigations can be life-changing news for someone, delivered matter-of-factly in a fleeting, unexpected phone call. Another one ticked off the list of calls to get through before the end of my day. In lockdown and in life, it is too easy to forget that you are with us and we are not alone. In the silence of our own homes, in the loneliness of a hospital waiting room, you hold communion with us. There is no cross or altar in the room the crumbs of bread on a plate and the remnants of coffee in a paper cup. These are sacred enough for now, symbols of your sacrifice offered for us from your heart which is never locked. O Lord, hear our prayer.
So we come together in our praise for others and our praise for each other. Let us pray. God of all time and space, who was and is and is to come, we bring you our praise and worship, for you alone are worthy of our praise. Gracious God, with thankful hearts we bow before you, believing that you know our lives because you lived as we live. In our lockdown lives, we bring you those who live in isolation, those who feel alone even when there are people around them, those who crave moments of stillness in their frantic lives, those who sit waiting for a knock on the door which never comes, those who sit waiting, dreading the phone call that breaks the silence and the news it may bring. Keep them safe in your loving embrace. Gracious God, with thankful hearts we bow before you, believing that you take upon yourself our pain and our hurt. Gracious God, with thankful hearts we bow before you, believing in you that hope is stronger than despair, light is stronger than darkness. We bring to you our communities, key workers and those in invisible roles, who give to others with no weekly clap of recognition. Those in our wider church family we are asked to remember this week, in Dumfries, Duncan Street, Edinburgh, Dundee Central, Dunfermline West, and Dunoon, for BMS World Mission and Christian Aid. Keep them safe in your love and embrace. Gracious God, with thankful hearts we bow before you, believing that you have come down to us, gave your only son for us, and called us to yourself. Gracious and patient God, compassionate and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in unfailing love, we bring you those in our own church community, our Sunday school, Bible class, creche, Christine Kling, Nicholas Sutherland and family, Ade Moji, Esther and David, Elham, Ali, Benjamin and Badia, Nazi, Sal, Nikan and Nikia, Lilias, Marit and Tom, Alan, and all in our church community. Keep us all safe in your love and embrace. Father, Hear the prayer we offer. Be our strength in hours of weakness, loneliness and darkness. Father, be at our side. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
the blessing of God, life giver, pain bearer, love maker, be with us all, now and always. Thank you.